This is Michael Oku, and you are listening to Wrestle It. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Ohio Konnichiwa Konbanwa. Welcome to Noob Japan. This is a Wrestle In podcast where we explore the wonderful world of Japanese pro wrestling one wrestler at a time through the lens of an enthusiast and a noob. I am Kieran RH as always and for this episode I'm going to be playing the role of the noob as we head back to the land of Joshi and joining me is as the enthusiast is Ethan at Skull Kick Squad on Twitter. Ethan is a huge Joshi fan but more specifically they're a big Momo Watanabe fan which is why they're joining me today. Ethan, thanks so much for being my guest for this episode of Noob Japan. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, you know, you don't have to um, scroll very far down your Twitter feed to realize that you absolutely love Joshi Wrestling. Uh, and you seemingly love every promotion. You know, you don't play favorites. You, uh, you're, you're, you're watching everything. You're covering everything. Uh, can you tell me when you first discovered Joshi Wrestling and uh, which wrestlers or promotions did you really fall in love with that made you such a big fan? Yes, of course. So last year I was scrolling through Twitter, as one can think, and uh, I was mainly onto NXT, the golden black one, and yeah. um, a gift of Miyu Yamashita giving a skull kick to Hikaru, uh, Hikaru Noah, Hikari Noah, sorry, appeared, and I just thought that it was uh, one of the best kicks that I've seen in my life. And I re- that really sparked my interest for TJPW. And then, since I started following Joshi then, I thought to myself, since I've been wanting to watch Stardom for a while as well, that it would be a good opportunity to, to jump in. And ever since, I haven't really stopped, because I just really like the emotion and energy that all of these women put into their matches. You can put any promotion, Stardom, TGPW, uh, Settling. Uh, Marvelous Sendai Girls, Marvelous, the list goes on yeah, and on. On and on. And all throughout, you can see people like Shuri, who really puts, really, really puts emotion onto her matches. For Marvelous, Mia Momono is going to return this weekend, and it's going to be spectacular. From selling, you also have Arisa Nakajima, who is really a killer. And you can go all throughout these promotions and see that these, really, that these women are really passionate for what they do. Well, I think if I, if I don't stop you, I think you're going to go through every Joshi wrestler because you, 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 know, you know your stuff, man. But you're here today to speak about Momo Watanabe specifically, of course, from stardom. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into the discussion on Momo and dive into it, of course, Dave Meltzer has his five-star rating system, but here we have the 10-star noob rating system to see how much mm-hmm. knowledge our noob has about the wrestler we're going to be talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. And as I'm the noob, I'm gonna, I am gonna—I need to say what my knowledge is about Momo, and uh, I'm going to give myself a low three out of 10, mm-hmm. because um, I've seen a fair bit of Momo's matches through my gifts and, what, and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know not too long ago she had a very big change of character when she joined Oedo Tai. Um, yes. And don't tell me if I'm wrong here. We'll get into it. But I feel mm-hmm. like it might be an apt comparison to say she's kind of like Hiroki Goto of Stardom in that she's kind of around the main event scene but never gets that big top main moment. Uh, mm. Maybe I'm wrong. You can certainly tell me if I am wrong when we get to it, more into it. Um, yes, yes, of course. But- 
but that's why I'm giving myself a free. I've, I, I know a, I've seen little bits. I know a bit about her, but I really don't have a, a lot of a lot of knowledge about her in general. But that's why I'm the noob, and that's why Ethan is here. But Ethan, I'm going to kick it off with the opening question that I always use: Who mm-hmm. is Momo Watanabe? Yes, Momo Watanabe is a wrestler that performed for Stardom. She's been there for nearly a decade, and you wouldn't really think that she's been there for a decade nearly because she's just 22. Jesus. She debuted. Yeah. yeah, that's that's quite the thing with Yoshi wrestlers. You, for example, they with Azumi. Young. Yes, Azumi is 19, and she is the old. She's the most veteran out of Team Squares right now. So it's really impressive to see all these women. So yeah, back to Momo. She has nearly a 10-year career already. She debuted all the way back in 2014 against Takumi Iroha. You might know oh. her from Marvelous. Yep, yeah. I, I just... saw Takumi wrestle this past weekend at Pro Wrestling Eve, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah, she is really good. And yeah, Momo debuted at just 14 years old. Then a quick, a quick run around throughout her career before I dive more into it. About the end of 2015, she started teaming with Jungle Kiona, having more opportunities all throughout the card, but she saw that it wasn't enough, so she turned on her and joined Queen's Quest in what would be the founding of Queen's Quest, alongside Hasuki and Ryo Shirai. Then we jump on to around 2017 and 18 because she had an ACL injury during training that put her away. But fortunately, she returned and had two very important title shots against Io Shirai for the Wonder of Stardom title, which are up Before, there. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yes. yeah I was going to say, I, I always get confused with their white belt and red belt, the Wonder in the World of yes. Stardom. Which one is the top title? The top one is the red belt or World of Stardom title. With the red belt of the color, the color of the belt comes from the classic AJW from right. all the way back in, Japan, in the 90s. Wrestling. Yep. Yes, it's inspired by that because Rossi Ogawa knows a fair bit of that. So that's where it comes from. Right, okay. Sorry to interrupt you. So which title did Momo challenge for, was you saying? Uh, the Wonder Belt, which is the, the white one, which yep. Iyoshirai currently well, had at the time. She yeah. went for it first um, once, but failed. But had, throughout the, through the Cinderella tournament, which she won that year, gained another chance and won the second time the title. Then she had a great reign with 13 successful defenses, which is currently an all-time record. She has 12 wins and one double knockout against then champion of of world, sorry, world of talent champion Kagetsu, now known as Yuichino. And yeah, all, ever since she's tried to gain that red belt that has evaded her, and that's a little bit of a lookout throughout her career. Like she, what would you say her wrestling style is like? Because you know, you mentioned at the top Miu Yamashita, who's also this very badass and she's known for her mm-hmm. kicks and that's what caught your attention yes. got you invested in joshi the first place she's absolutely incredible um yeah but what would you say momo style is what makes momo stand out in the ring yeah momo is uh, 
she's not that technical in her kicks because Miyu Yamasta has uh, actual mixed martial arts background, but she's yeah. also very into kicks. She follows that current progressive Noah top stars like Katsuhiko Nakajima or Keno with the strong kicks. But she is also a bit, she's more, more complete of an athlete that people can expect because you look at all of her matches and she has quite a lot of, of variety. Some of her top moves are the drop kicks, the running drop kicks, the meteoras or somatos. The B driver, which comes from Jokovito, now currently with her turn, has added the reverse bastard driver or Hito Denashi driver. Yeah, popularized. Which might, yeah, Ibushi uses yes. that in New Japan. People will know by it, and it's kind of like if anybody yes. watches AW, it's like a Trent's Dude Buster or whatever he's calling it these days. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Kota Ibushi <laughs> popularized it. You to it. Yes. Uh, the Tequila and Peach Sunrises, which were all throughout her career, were basically her finishers. But on last year's uh, five-star tournament, she added the new move, which is a Peach Thunder Driver. So basically, that's most of her arsenal: strong kicks and slams. Right, yeah, and then um, so I was one of my questions, and you mentioned it straight off the bat. Was I know she recently joined Oedo Tai and she really changed her look and of course I know mm -hmm. enough about uh Stardom Tide Oedo Tai or the heel faction. Um yes. but I didn't know who she was with before in Queen's Quest. So what so for starters, why did she leave Queen's Quest and join Oedo Tai? And then what was her character like when she was in Queen's Quest? And then what's her character like now that she's changed into a villain? Yes, of course. It is quite a tricky question because all, she's been with Queen's Quest basically all throughout this existence. And if you know how she joined Queen's Quest, it wasn't much of a question why she joined Oedo Tai. And I'm going to get into it because back in 2015, she, as I've mentioned, she teamed with Jungle Kiona, but there was a moment where they didn't really win the titles, the Goddess of Stardom titles. And she felt that she really didn't she, was, she wasn't progressing more of her career. So something that I feel that moves Momo is winning no matter what. And Momo, as you mentioned with uh, that comparison of Hiroki Goto, has yeah. challenged for the World of Stardom title four times and has failed all of them. Oh, wow, but, yeah. Yeah, but the important thing... Yes, but it gets even more deeper because she's had, as I mentioned, one of those times is against Kagetsu in a first ever World versus Wonder of Stardom titles. They were, they were both on the line that day. The third time was against Mayu Watani, which is pretty difficult to, to beat, as you might imagine. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And... Here comes the, the difficult things. The other two times were against her former stablemates, Bia Priestley and Utami Hayashista. Right. In and which both times... Yes, go was ahead. She, so were they, when you said stablemates, had they, were they still part of Queen's Quest at the time or had they moved on to other factions? 
uh, they were still Momo was the leader, uh, but at the time they were both on the faction where they were respectively the champions. Right. Okay. Sure. So yeah, as people might know, in one of the matches against the one I mentioned already against Mayu, Bia Priestley followed what Momo would do later and turned on Mayu f- to join Oerotai right after the match. And then the last one is l- around last year against Tutami Kayashista, which is why I really feel that Momo went away from Oerotai because she saw Saya Kamitani and Utami Hayashi start really growing to their own, as you might know. Uh, Saya Kamitani with this great reign that she's having as white belt champion, and yep. Utami Hayashi start as that phenomenal reign that she had with that famous match against Shuri, the 5.5-star yep. match. And as I really read throughout her career, she doesn't really like to lose. Uh, not does anyone really, but it feels like it rubs her the wrong way to lose. So it all started to to boil slowly with Utami unofficially gaining more of a rollership role ahead of Momo, which it reached such a high level for all of this that I started people that I started seeing people thinking that Utami was the leader instead of Momo. Which right. is fair, yeah. Which is fair to think because you see, you saw Tammy as Red Bull champion, and you saw her as with all with that new thing, so that that goddess appearance that she was going to eat the world. And then there was Momo, which was slowly fading away a little bit. With all of that happens, sometimes sometimes in life, even if you're trying your best, stuff doesn't go your way. So I feel that's really the the main reason as to why she left yeah no that sound that totally makes sense that that would be the catalyst because you think you know if you watch new japan for example when it comes to chaos the only guy that's holding the top title is okada when it comes to bullet club the only guy holding the top title is jay wyatt of course evil held it during the pandemic but you know you think for the most part the faction leaders are the guys challenging for the top titles and winning the top titles but here you've got utami uh, winning the top title and Momo can't do it. So yeah, why you if you'd be forgiven for thinking Utami was the leader? So of course, yeah, that rubs Momo the wrong way. Absolutely. So that's how she got into Erotai. She it wasn't all boiling, but then came Starlight Kid around autumn season last year. She started pushing Momo's buttons and questioning all that I'm already saying that if you're the leader. Why are you not winning the title? If you're the leader, why is Utami doing all of this? And it really got into Momo because she realized that Starlight Kid was right. You could see it in one of the matches that they had last year for the high-speed title. Momo got really aggressive. Something that I haven't seen from Momo since her Wonder of Stardom reign. Because I feel that Momo really saw that Starlight Kid was right. So all of these factors really led to her going to Oedotai, and I feel that this has completely revitalized her career. Yeah, well, I was going to ask why, like, you know, you can speak of this from an in-ring, backstage, however you want to tackle it. 
why do you think Momo has never won the uh, World of Stardom title? Why, like, you know, do you think she will now that she's part of a of a Wado tie? It is difficult to point why because on 2018 and 19 she really looked like she was going to be that next woman for the title, but then it feels like Utami just really took Stardom by storm. It's not, I don't feel that it's something that Momo really did, but it's something that others did to a higher level because Utami came like a hurricane through Stardom and they just seem, it just simply had to happen that Utami won the five-star and won the title. I feel that it was something that had to happen. Do you think she will win the World of Stardom title? Do you think it's just a matter of time or do you think it's kind of that she might end up being... Hiroki Goto of New Japan of always coming close but never actually getting uh, the the Hiroki Goto of Stardom, sorry, where she'll come close but never actually get there. I think that this is going to be the year. I don't know if this next match in July is going to be it, but I feel that this has to be the year for her. All of the she won the Goddess of Stardom titles. She's now won the Actors of Stardom titles. She's looking really strong against this match against Shuri. She could, if she draws or loses this match, she still has the five star, which last year she lost against Shuri on the final. So I feel that the the story is there for her to go on a redeeming arc and then go on to the fi- the end of the year and win it. I feel that this is the most strong that she is, that she has been to win the title. Well, if we get to the end of the year and I see that Momo hasn't won the title, I'm going to be coming to you again and asking you more questions as to why she hasn't. Um, what? I'll be, excuse me, but I'll be asking myself those questions too. So <laughs> you feel free. So feel free. <laughs> okay, we'll, 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 we'll create a prayer circle for Momo to win the World of Stardom title. Um, <laughs> yes. What, so who, before we get into her actual opponents, you've mentioned some of them, such as Io Shirai, uh, that she won the title off of and stuff like that. Um, but who are your dream opponents for Momo? Like, I know you're such a big fan of Joshi. So within Japan, who do you hope that she might face one day? And then outside of Japan, is there, you know, a dream match from an independent wrestler in America or WWE or AEW? Or... Yes, of course. So as I mentioned on the start, I feel that a match against Miyu Yamasa would, feel, would be incredible because of I feel that they will complement each other very well. Other pe- other person that I mentioned is Mio Momono, which I, f- I, f- I really hope that now that she's back from injury and since Marvelous has appeared on Stardom before, that this could be the moment for them. Even if it's a tag match or whatever, I feel that I would enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I mean, Stardom um, have recently started doing the uh, stuff with prominence. Of course, Suzu Suzuki has been appearing yes. in Stardom, which and it's been really fucking cool. Um, so yeah, no, yes, no, and if that stretches yes, further to Marvelous or TJPW and we get Miyu uh yeah, no, fingers crossed that that happens. And now that you've reminded me, another person that is going to be on the five star for the first time ever is Suzuki, Suzuki, and the Risa So we're going to get one of those a minimum. And I feel that that would be really good, especially since prominence is into death matches. And so Edotai really loves the use of weapons. It could be an all-out war between any of them. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome, actually. Uh, what, yeah. what about if we were to jump to the States? Is there anyone from uh, American promotions that you'd love to see Momo wrestle? 
That's a good question, actually. I feel that someone like Chris Tadlander will be pretty interesting. She's one of the best in AEW. Yeah, I get that a lot. Whenever I ask that question for uh, who do as a Joshi fan, who do you want to see this Joshi wrestler face? People always seem to mention Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander is really good, and now that she in AEW, she's kind of taking an odd direction. I feel that this would be really good for Chris Statlander. Oh, more, so, yeah, more for Chris than Momo. Um, all right, so then what about her opponents that she has actually faced already? Of course, she said she's been wrestling with Stardom since 2014. She challenged EO for the title. She had this title versus title match with Kagetsu. But who would you mm-hmm. say are her, who would you say are Momo's best opponents over the years? I'm going to start with the last, uh, the last Wonder of Title match that she had against Arisa Hoshiki. And Arisa Hoshiki was just the ultimate baby face. She was just, you just looked at her and wanted to cheer her and wanted to see, to see her win because she's just really lovable. Yeah, um, for, for, just to quickly plug here, uh, on the wrestling website, Trent recently wrote a column on Arisa Hoshiki. Um, and yeah, no, she's amazing. She's probably... She's easily in contention for the best striker with kicks uh, of all time, especially uh, in the Joshi scene. She's absolutely lethal in the ring, and she has this uh, very wholesome smile that you can't help but love her. Yeah, it's it's quite a combination, actually. That really cute smile into that into those killer kicks is quite a combination, actually. Yeah, I'm going to smile at you, but I'm also going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a combination. More opponents that I haven't mentioned yet. Jungle Kiona. Jungle Kiona is someone that could, it pains me to say it, but she could really be that Hiroki Goto figure as well because she had amazing uh, title matches in her hometown of Nagoya against Mayu, Watani, and Momo. And she never really won any of the top titles in Stardom, but she was just a powerhouse. And I don't... I don't know if you saw the latest Hannah Memorial show, but she returned and it was really emotional, a real emotional match. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I did know that Jungle returned because she left stardom very abruptly. And then, uh, yeah, nobody really knew what was happening with her. But you mentioned um, the Momo was tag team partners with Jungle Kiona, right? Were they also, uh, yes. did, they, did they turn enemies? It, they were both because at the beginning they... I believe, yes, I have it here. Jango Kiona debuted against Momo Watanabe, and not only did she debut against her, but she also won her debut match on November 15, 2015. So it started on the right foot for Jango Kiona. And then from there, they started tagging, and they became good friends and went after the titles, had multiple opportunities. But as I mentioned at the career rundown from Momo, at one point, Momo saw that she couldn't really get more out of Jango Kiona. And this led to her turning on Kiona and Iwatani. And Queen's Quest was born. And all from there, it was a rivalry between them. So, hang on. So, Momo betrayed Mayu and uh, Jungle Kiona to create Queen's Quest. And then yes. she turned on Queen's Quest and joined Oedo Tire. Yes. Sounds to, it sounds to me like Momo cannot be trusted, my friend. Yes, yes, that's 
that's something that I've been reading about into her career because if she doesn't feel that she can get enough out of you, she's going to go away. She did it on 2015 and she did it now in 2021. So she's quite, she's quite a character, really. She's quite someone to take a look onto and be careful because you never know where she's going to turn. I mean, that's brilliant because, yeah, the foundations were laid five years earlier when she joined and formed Queen's Quest because oh, her joining Oedo Tai, it's not like it's, you know, just for no reason. It's she's laid the foundations before. It's, you know, she's done this once before. Why wouldn't she do it again? There's history to pull from there, which is one of the great things about pro wrestling when it's done right is, you know, there's rhyme and reason and logic. And it certainly seems that's the case with Momo and that this isn't just a oh, we need to, Momo wants to be refreshed or revitalized, or we want to make Momo exciting again. There's there's legitimate reason for her to do this, to make this change to a Wado tie. Yes, absolutely. She planted the seeds all the way back in 2015, and when she felt that uh, she needed a change, she did it again. So Momo is quite the calculating wrestler, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, um, I do like look now as well the oedo diet oedo type dark purple colors are really cool and she uh she dyed her hair as well right because before she was quite in queen's quest she was quite colorful like she'd come out in, like blue gear she's smiling and bubbling everything and now she's got her hood up and she's got this dark uh comb over hair and everything she's really changed her entire look up uh, since joining oedo tire yes and that's something that i really feel that she's embracing because Yes, she, she turned on her friends on 2015, but she was more of in the middle that she wasn't really evil, but she wasn't really good. She was just going out there without no nonsense and getting what she wanted. But now you could really finally say that after eight years, she's the bad guy. And she's not only welcoming that, but she's embracing it. You can also see it, as you mentioned, on her hair, her gear. She's, I believe she's never really been with Starlight like Kid much and they are now in the same fashion and they've clicked. She's now influencing Saki Kashima and Rina. She's, really, she's not only really being a, a mean person, but she's also putting all of, the, all of her new stablemates to her level, you know, and that's something that the best wrestlers do. Not only to make yourself look good, but you bring, your, you bring others to your level. It sounds like this is the Momo that Momo has maybe always wanted to be, or maybe even fans have always wanted her to be and see, because like you said, she wasn't necessarily a good guy, she wasn't necessarily a bad guy before, but now she's really just going full tilt into the heel persona, and as you said, Oedo tired, don't go lightly, you know, they'll cheat, they'll use weapons, they'll do everything, they really are bastards, quite frankly. Um, and now yeah. she she can really lean into it. it. Sounds like she's got a fun character to play around with, and the faction, and she can really sink her teeth into her new character and her new matches. It's just as simple as putting any of her new matches, and you can see that she's doing whatever with the chairs, and or she's playing around with the other team, and she's genuinely loving it, which is something that I'm really happy to see. Not only her, but any wrestler that they are having fun and enjoying what they're doing. And yeah. that's something that I really enjoy. Yeah, of course. So I've got one final question for you, uh, Ethan, that I always ask. But before I do, is there anything else on Momo you want to bring up? Any stories, anything like that? Just anything on my about Momo that you want to tell the listeners about? 
Uh, yes, let me look into my notes real quick oh. to see if I'm missing anything. Yeah, no problem. So just to give you a little bit of pre-prep, so my final question is just going to be to ask you to suggest one match uh, of hers. But other than that, you've, ah, got, yes, you, you've got free reign to, to tell us everything or anything you want about Maima Watanabe. Well, I'm going to say that when Iyoshi and I left in 2018, with that Wonder of Thailand win, it kind of passed the torch to her from me of the party to WWE, and now right. with Momo. It was kind of a more of a, it's your time now, and they all saw it, which is really great. And if I can seek anything else before the matches, no, because oh, yeah. EO went to NXT and she's fucking killing it over there. Well, she has killed it, perhaps not so much now. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I had no idea it was like a passing of the torch because I knew EO, like, is, you know, easily perhaps mm -hmm. the best women's wrestler of all time. She's had incredible reigns mm -hmm. with the, all the titles in stardom, uh, you know, part of the freedom and everything. Uh, but I didn't mm -hmm. know that Momo actually had the best title reign with that title. Uh, with the wonder of stardom file and it came off of beating eo as well like that's yeah to have this passing of the torch moment and then also to have the best reign ever with that title that's huge for momo it is really huge when you put it in retrospective yeah she beat eo shirai she won the belt and she started leading queen's quest which is something that is huge for her and also something that i really wanted to mention is that She's mentioned in the past that she watches Dragon Game and that she really likes Dragon Kid and I feel that she looks into him as well in her career. I've got a quick little question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot a bit here. I only just thought, up, thought of it, but of course uh, it's, it's been announced that New Japan and Stardom are going to be doing a joint show mm -hmm. later in the year. So who, mm -hmm. who, all right, so two questions. Who do you want Momo to yes. team up with from New Japan and who do you want Momo to face from New Japan? Oh, that's a really good question. I was, feel that... Yes, I think, I think, go ahead. I think, was it Utami? I think it was Utami. Mm -hmm. She's come out and said she wants to team up with Okada and she wants to face Naito. Yes. So I wonder, yes. I wonder who I you know. as a fan want to see Momo in the ring with and against. Yes, I don't know if you saw it, but I think it was... Uh, what was it? Uh, Okada against Naito and Sayaka Mitani and Utami Hayashi were in the crowd. Yes. And, I, I, I can't remember the match, but you're right. It was at that pay-per-view, yes. Yes. And Utami really loves Okada. You can see it on her Twitter, on her presentation, her poses. She really loves Okada, so it really makes sense to me. And from Momo, I think since they won't use the wrenches, it would be funny to put her with show just because it would be funny. Of course, House of Torture and Dorado Tai, yeah, they've they got to team up, haven't they? Yeah, I think it would be funny to just put both of them using the wrench. It would be funny to me. And if I had to choose someone to face her, it's a really good question. I, I mean, don't know if... Yeah, I don't know my style too well to, to help you out on this one. Yes. I was going to say that he doesn't really wrestle that often, but a match against Shibata would really drive me into it. I mean, yeah, Shibata's my all-time favorite wrestler. So if Shibata steps back in the ring again against anyone after disappearing since Wrestle Kingdom, then you, you've got my money, that's for sure. Yeah, same here. He's 
just spectacular. He, so, so he doesn't doing, take no nonsense. Yes. So we're doing Momo and show versus Shibata and I don't know Shibata and uh, Shuri. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, doesn't Shibata have uh, a MMA background too? Yeah, yeah, he done uh, MMA for a while. He didn't have a great record, but yeah, when he left New Japan, he went and done some MMA for a bit before he uh, came back to pro wrestling. Yeah, just put him together. They'll kick hard and everyone will love it, so yeah, you're I, good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They're just they're, they're going to beat the shit out of the, uh, the people that do our heads in with all their interference and their chairs and yeah. stuff. Right, uh, Ethan. Too sad. Yes. If you had to suggest just one match, to be fair, you've not listed many matches. So if you want to go for more, list more. But if you had to suggest one match to listeners of Noob Japan that really captures and shows you who Momo Watanabe is and how great she is, what, what matches mm-hmm. would you suggest? Another great question. I have quite a lot here. And I feel that just... I'm going to mention, yeah, just two and maybe more later. I have the five-star final from last year again, between Momo and Shuri, which was one of the best matches of the year overall. And you can see in that match just how great both of them are, but as well why Momo just needed that extra edge because she brought her best and it wasn't enough against Shuri. So it wasn't really long. It was maybe around 20 minutes, so it's easy to watch. And now that she's into Erotai against she, I'm going to say a match that's against someone that she knows really well. Uh, from March 27, from 2022, in World Climax, she faced Hazuki on a singles match, which really makes me feel that it was a bit of a mirror between the match that I already mentioned with Starlight and Momo, which really made Momo angry. So the same happened here between Momo and Hasuki, which brought that, even for just a couple of matches, that aggressive Hasuki that we had in Oedo Tai, that, te- that took no nonsense and went all in. And this happened just a day, a- be- just a day after Black Desire beat FWC for the Goddess of Stalin titles after they used the classic Oedo Tai tactics. So... All of this really pissed Hazuki off, and you could see it in this match. And then on like on May, they had a rematch, and FWC won the title. So if you put all of these matches together, you can really see the progression between all of them. That's cool. I love that. So you can go back and see a little bit of my my pre. Was she in a way tie for the match versus Shuri? Uh, no, it was a couple of months before beforehand. I love that then. So you can you've got the match with Shuri five star uh, Grand Prix final where you can see the pre Oedo time Momo to get a feel for what she was like in Queen's Quest, and then you go to this match versus Suzuki happened more recently, and then you can see what she's like in Oedo time and how she's changed, and like you said, how she's developed and grown into this new character that she now has. Yes, absolutely, and I feel I have a lot of matches, but I feel that with those two that I've mentioned, you can see. Pre Momo and post Momo on Oerotai. So I'm going to go with that. Perfect, perfect. Right, at the top of the podcast, I gave myself an embarrassing free on my knowledge of uh, Momo Watanabe. <laughs> but thankfully, Ethan is here and he saved the day. And I'm going to bump that number up to a six at a minimum 
because uh, I now know that she started wrestling when she was only 14 and she's been with stardom ever since almost for a decade mm-hmm. now uh, that yeah. she formed Queen's Quest when she betrayed Mayu as Mayu always gets betrayed the poor woman yeah uh, it's a running gag yeah yeah and then uh, she in turn betrayed Queen's Quest and joined Oedo Tai which happened a lot more recently um, mm-hmm. that not only did she have the she had the best reign as the Wonder of Stardom champion knocking up the most uh, defenses more than Io Shirai who she beat for the title uh, which yeah. was very surprising news to me I'm a, I'm a sucker for stats and stuff like that I love uh, knowing who has the most title reigns and who had the best title reigns and things like that um, yeah I feel that I do as well so yeah <laughs> uh, yeah exactly. I think that says so much to hold a title for that long and rack up that many defenses that the company obviously has a lot of stock in yeah. Momo and you know as well I know that if come uh, December 31st 2022 that if Momo hasn't won the World of Stardom title that I'm going to be hitting you up on Twitter to find out what went wrong yeah I'll ask myself that too so don't worry <laughs> please be sure to follow Ethan on Twitter at Skull Kick Squad please 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 that's at Skull Kick Squad and uh, Ethan also writes on his uh, his own sub stack it's all Joshi it's all great it's a uh, Skull kicksquad.substack.com the link is on his twitter uh ethan thank you so much for joining me for this episode of noob japan another joshi one in the bank for noob japan another stardom and it's all about momo watanabe who uh i now need to go as soon as we finish recording this and watch uh, momo versus shuri at a five-star grand prix final thanks for joining me ethan thanks for having me it was a really fun time this podcast is one of four on the Wrestlewind Network, along with Flight of Five, the Ocean Cyclone Show, and our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Into the Wrestleverse, patreon.com slash wrestlein. You can sign up for just $1. If you enjoyed this show or any of our other podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a wrestler you want us to cover on the show, reach out to me on Twitter, at KieranRH93. That was Noob Japan. We are WrestleIn, and now we're out.